stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, the world today morning, the uh, passing of perhaps the world's most famous gorilla, Coco. The gorilla has died 46 years. Western Lowland Gorilla. The Gorilla Foundation says Coco died uh, in her sleep at the Foundation's Preserve in California, Santa Cruz Mountains on Tuesday. Now, Coco was famous primarily for her ability to use sign language. In fact, quite an extraordinary mastery of sign language. And it was really significant in a number of ways that uh, this gorilla was able to adopt that and communicate that way. And I think there's a lot of implications for what we learned from Coco. I think even beyond that, though, there was just such a fascination with Coco because she seemed to be not just an intelligent creature, but a very uh, gentle and, and compassionate or empathetic creature. Perhaps you've seen the, the famous videos uh, of uh, Coco meeting with Robin Williams. And just how remarkable that was to see. Coco was also famous, of course, for her love for uh, kittens. Uh, and the kittens that she essentially uh, kept as pets. So the fascination with Coco, I think, was, was a great way to help foster a, a, a deeper appreciation uh, of these remarkable creatures. And obviously we've got uh, we're reasons to worry about uh, gorillas and and, and and other creatures like this. And I wanted to talk a bit more about uh, Coco's significance. There's a really fascinating uh, article up at uh, National Geographic today about all of this. Joining us to talk more about it is uh, Douglas Main, senior writer and editor with uh, National Geographic, covers uh, issues around animals and wildlife. Uh, Doug, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Thanks for having me. Uh, in terms of uh, Coco making it to 46, do you know, I mean, is that is that um, typical for this this kind of creature, or, or, or do we know? Um, that's about typical, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's unknown exactly how long they live in the wild, but uh, she had a pretty long and, uh, you know, fulfilled life, it seems like. Yeah, it really did. Um, obviously, as I say, I mean, Coco became quite a celebrity primarily for her ability to to uh, use and, and understand sign language. And how, how significant was it that, that this gorilla was able to, to learn that and use that? It was incredibly significant. You know, before Coco, there was not an animal that could sign that could really use sign language uh, much at all, at least that became well-known. Um, Coco learned more than a 1,000 signs, uh, and she could understand 2,000 words of verbal communication. And so this, you know, being able to communicate with an animal using sign language, that, that was, it was the first uh, animal that could do that. So it really gave us a window into the abilities of animals to communicate and their intelligence. I mean, a lot of this stuff is clear to people that interact with animals, um, even just at the zoo or just pet owners. But, you know, primates are obviously more intelligent than the pets that most people have. But, you know, for the first time, Coco showed us that animals have, I mean, actually actually communicated through language, uh, well, sign language, but still language, that animals have feelings and emotions and are capable of, you know, expressing themselves in, in a language that humans can understand. And that was really just uh, quite a revelation, I think, to, to the world. 
Well, it was. And I mean, we knew that the primates had that, that level of, uh, certainly a, a high level of intelligence uh, in the animal kingdom. And, and there were those who, right. who thought that, that maybe they could even achieve this level. So th- this really more than, than confirmed that, though, didn't it? It did. It did go beyond that because it was before it was always things that you could sort of sense and feel, but um, it just it couldn't be shown in a concrete way in the way that Coco did it. Uh, There's a difference between sort of sensing an animal's feelings and emotions and them and an animal actually being able to to sort of explain how it's feeling. Um, For example, when. Coco's kitten died. Uh, so th- the Coco's kitten, All Ball, named All Ball, was uh, was fo- uh, featured on the cover of National Geographic. Um, and actually, you know, around the same time um, the kitten died, it was hit by a car tragically. And Coco was, you know, obviously very sad, but also communicated in kind of, I mean, you could, I guess you'd call it like broken English, but communicated in a way, you know, that that she was sad. And uh, so that was just really, you know, touching to many people. And I think that ability to connect with people, it did, it touched people around the world. And, you know, it helps explain why she was so well-known and and so beloved by, to to so many people. Right now, I guess there's the question of how unique Coco was then amongst gorillas. I mean, is, is this likely a, common level of of intelligence or or empathy is was was coco really unique Uh, you know can we answer that question that's a good question i think i think it suggests that i mean i think coco did have a, a certain gift for sign language um other other gorillas and some other primates have been uh taught sign language as well but it seems that you know she really was she, she did have a skill for it. That said, you know, uh, sign language is not the only way in which um, humans can communicate with these, with these great apes. And, uh, you know, Coco aside, uh, uh, other gorillas and, and great apes definitely have the ability to communicate um, in, in, in other ways. I think, you know, researchers basically agree that these great apes have the communication, communicative abilities of a young child you know, around the age of, of six, and they've even, uh, you know, tried to measure their IQ. Um, I think the general, the general idea is that gorillas have an IQ as high as around, you know, in human terms, as high as around uh, 90 to 95, um, and that's, you know, 100 is considered average for a person. Yeah. Um, oh. There is some controversy about, you know, using human standards to... <laughs> To uh, measure the intelligence of a non-human animal, but regardless, these animals are, you know, objectively speaking, very intelligent. Well, and, and something else Coco did was was learn to play the recorder, uh, and and just that that act of the breath control that's needed to do that again, that was something that was had previously thought to to be the exclusive domain of of humans. That's absolutely right. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, they, they taught Coco to play the recorder. And I think that, you know, I think things like that suggest, uh, I mean, at, at first glance, you might think that this is a very unique gorilla, but I really think it's more that we, and, and I'm not, I wouldn't take anything away from Coco. Obviously she was very unique and special, but yeah. I think it more suggests that this, that these animals have abilities 
incredible abilities that we have only just begun to understand. Uh, it's more, I think it's more a reflection of the, um, it's just, we've only begun to research and try to communicate with these intelligent beings. And I think if we, you know, as we continue to, we will see, we will see other ways in which they're special, you know, being able to play the recorder, you know, uh, Coco also painted as do other gorillas and primates and even elephants, you know, um, I, obviously there are questions about, you know, if they're, they're appreciated or appreciating it or viewing it the same way that a human would, but regardless, yeah, I think it's, I think it's just sort of the, the tip of the iceberg in terms of understanding the incredible abilities of these animals. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the, the empathy, the compassion, and maybe there's the stereotype of thinking of gorillas as these, these wild beasts, uh, and, and, you know, Coco showed a whole other side to, to what they're capable of, didn't she? That's absolutely right. I think anyone, if you, you know, watch video or have read about Coco's, uh, the way she, you know, <laughs> treated um, her kittens or the way she interacted with people, you mentioned the video of, of Coco uh, interacting with Robin Williams. That's a, I, I, should, I would recommend to your viewers or listeners to, to check that out. That's, that's worth watching. Um, it's, just, it's just so touching to see Coco interact with people and kittens, and you can tell uh, that there really is a, a special bond between Coco and, um, and, the, and the, the people or animals that she's, that she's interacting with. You, you can tell that she cares and there's, there, it seems to be, you know, sort of a, um, it's, it, you know, it can't be explained in, in purely, um, I mean, there seems to be, there seems to be empathy and affection there that, that, that can be explained solely in terms of, of, you know, like evolutionary genetics or that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And, and it also, like I said earlier, I mean, besides just being able to tell it's sort of in the air, she, she did, you know, through sign language, communicate some of these some of these things, and you know how she felt towards people. That said, she also did have, she did have kind of she could have kind of a uh, what's the right word? Um, she she could have a bit of an attitude at times. Uh, I was talking to um, this journalist, a contributing writer, National Geographic, named Cynthia Gorney. Uh, she was a longtime uh, staff writer at the Washington Post, and she interviewed. Um, Coco in I think 1980 uh, 1985 and <laughs> the first thing Coco said Coco signed something uh, to Cynthia and um, the researcher uh, looked kind of shocked and, and Cynthia asked you know oh what what did what did Coco say <laughs> it turned out that Coco had called her a dirty toilet <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a, like a funny epithet. Um, it, it almost seems like Coco had a sense of humor, but then she kind of warmed to Cynthia, and they actually had a a conversation. You know, which is so so interesting to to put it that way uh, an interaction between a human and an animal. But uh, yeah, she had kind of an attitude at times. Um, just a really, you know, just a really marvelous <laughs> creature with you know a, apparently a sense of humor. Well, and it certainly gave us a window into understanding uh, these creatures uh, better. But I, I think it also gives us that appreciation for them. And the Western lowland gorillas are critically endangered, right? And and the, perhaps the legacy of Coco can be or should be that uh, we got to protect these animals, don't we? That's a very good point. They are critically endangered. That's 
the uh, that's the you know the most serious designation before extinction, and yeah, they are they're in trouble through uh, you know habitat destruction and poaching, and we it's very important for us to you know I, to take care of these animals and prevent them from going extinct. Absolutely, yeah. And I think Coco showed us you know how special these animals are, and really you know we there's so much we have yet to learn from them. And I think if we, you know, continue researching them and, and giving them attention, we, we, you know, Coco will not be the only incredible gorilla that, that will teach us new things. I think, you know, I think there are many, there's much more to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, people can read your piece today, uh, full coverage, uh, including all, all kinds of amazing images and those two iconic National Geographic covers, nationalgeographic.com. Doug, thanks again for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Thanks a lot. Take care. Uh, that is Douglas Maine. He's a senior writer and editor with National Geographic, nationalgeographic.com. And again, his piece today uh, on why Coco mattered, why this animal was so significant. And yeah, those two uh, National Geographic covers, you've probably seen one of them from 1985. It's just so striking, this, this huge, massive gorilla. And, and the way they've got the photo frame, the gorilla just takes up the entire cover. Uh, and there's this tiny little kitten right in the middle. This gorilla is, is coddling. It's quite something. So, yeah, Coco was amazing in a lot of ways, right? And it was just such a remarkable story about uh, this gorilla. But then you think, and I mean, maybe what Coco possessed is more typical than we realize in these animals. And yeah, the fact that they are critically endangered should, should worry us. And, and this should be an impetus that, that we should protect these animals and we should learn more about them too. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.